0: you a deplorable bum. I reside in the States, but Scotland is where I'm from. Sometimes I feel defeated, but we will always stand tall. Fighting with my family, we go one, we go And talks of bread and wine and I'll our children through the world and to the, the We're the people need to stand firm and understand. Without liberty and freedom, all we have is dirt and land. Holding the sword high, I'll stand firmly through the pain. What I have lost is what the wisdom I have gained. If you find me on my knees, it's not because I'm defeated. It was my prayer before the war, the only weapon I needed. the end of my life a decision you should make I will be your servant and a warrior so whose soul you will take You we may fall holding the line yeah we may fall but we'll be fine the world will see Global
1: prize, the will Good evening, family. How is everybody doing today on this beautiful Friday? A little bit rainy here. Nice weather. Other than that, we're going to have a little rain coming here in the next couple of days as well. And I'm always down for rain. And then we got a cold week coming, which is the best part of all. Guys, this is a very great episode. I am honored to have this guest tonight. This is Kilted Christian episode 471. Patriot Transition voice my old show. Steve Lundgren is here. Purple Patriot's in there as well, his beautiful wife. And I am just uh, blessed to know them both. We've been family for a long, long time, man. It's going to be one of those things that lasts until we all leave this earth. And uh, like I said, man, just beautiful family. Blessed to be here. Blessed to have them on once again. Kilt the Christian, episode 471. Patriot Chandler Voice, Steve Lundgren. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. All right, everybody, before we even get into the show, I'm going to begin it with a little bit of prayer. We've I've seen a couple of prayer requests today. One of them is for OneNote. So uh, I just pray that uh, that OneNote has all the prayers in her family that are needing. There, a lot of people are going through some pretty tough times. So, Heavenly Father, I ask that you just answer those prayers, watch over all of them, their families, and everybody to help them get to these hard times, as well as uh, Miss uh, Cusick, Steve Cusick and Penny Cusick, um, I guess their brother, has been having some problems with cancer and is going through some chemotherapy and some other things, if I am correct. So Heavenly Father, I just ask that you just lay your hands on them, bless them, help them get to the times, be with not only the person that is in need of the healing, dear Lord, and help them through this, but also be with those people that are in the family that are going through this with them you know, emotion gets really hard during these times, especially watching the ones that we love most fall ill, become weak, dear Lord. So I just ask that you not only lift those that need the healing themselves, but lift those family members up as well. So they can just keep on praying, keep on loving and let everybody get through this as as best as possible, dear Lord. And I thank you ahead of time because I know you'll answer these prayers. We love you with all of our hearts in Jesus Christ's name and our heavenly father's name. We pray. Amen. Amen. All right, go ahead and bring everybody in real quick. Uh, first, Livin, how are you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing really good. It's been a really crazy cloudy day here with all of our strange clouds that arrived this morning. Yeah, We,
1: we had some very weird, like, like wavy, <laughs> weird, wavy clouds. And I'm a sky watcher. You guys know me. I love weather. Um, I've only seen this, like, one other time. I sent a couple pictures to a couple people, and they were like, man, I've seen that summer before, and I can't put my finger on it. But nonetheless, very weird. It wasn't supposed to rain today originally. Ended up raining all day long um so welcome to the world of weather manipulation and god knows what else i don't know what it is but um you know we we spent our childhoods out time staring at the sky so we we remember what the sky used to look like and we know what it looks like today and once again our government is just evil doing evil stuff and making the skies look pretty but who knows what's in them i don't know it's really strange what are they spraying in the skies i don't know um go ahead and say hello to steve lundgren steve brother how are you doing good good
3: brother glad to be here and i just love your scottish accent when you say my name that's, so there's for those, it's actually <laughs> Lundgren, not Luzgren. Lundgren. that's a scottish accent. it's
1: okay it's, it's long let me try this Lungren. did i say it right because i've it always does. i've always said Lundgren because it's 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 there's certain vowels that come out like that every single time and the u is one of them
3: I've been listening to you for what uh, four years now, five years. I know.
1: I, I we would introduce each other on the show. I'm like, and here's Steve Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, um, I'm saying it right. It's just coming out wrong. <laughs> I know
3: you're thinking it right, but that Scottish accent kicks in.
1: It's it's like when I say water, water, <laughs> the t the t disappears into some vortex. <laughs> yes
2: or home remember how he says or home yeah yeah home
1: yeah, home. Home. <laughs> yeah there, there are certain words that I there are certain vowels that I will never not be able I just can't get them right right I mean like our
3: guests you always call them cooey instead of koi okay,
1: and I'm saying koi 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 I'm saying koi but it comes out cooey. <laughs> but you know what's funny i go i go back to scott and everybody's like oh yeah yeah i know you, i know Coy.
3: <laughs> exactly
2: yeah,
0: gosh, that's hilarious
1: so uh we're gonna go just briefly through a little bit of news today we're gonna um make it short and then we're gonna spend a lot of time talking um just about us how we met how um we did our show and then our the, the aspirations that you brought to me, well, we're going to work together on a new project going forward. And uh, it's going to be a great conversation as well. Um, in my opinion, it's an extremely important show. There's just, um, we we talk about it before. We've got um, Flightwork Mary in here, and she does a show every Friday, guys. If you did not catch today's show, I always catch them a little bit later now because of the time difference now. Um, the official Godcast, uh, Flightwork Mary is in here right now. She is one of the hosts of that show. And it's all about testimonies. And we've talked about the importance of testimonies and how they really can change someone else's lives by giving you the, your experience, A, giving them hope that they can break their old habits or keeping them from getting into those habits. And In our case with sobriety, um, but in general with just life and and who we were back then, who we are today, finding God and so forth, testimonies are so, so powerful. And uh, it's a powerful show. And I'm, I'm sure that our show is going to be as powerful, but we will get into that in just a little bit. Um first though Steve I, I know Steve um has got it right. We used to do a show that was based on a lot of politics. Um but he has gone another way now and av- avoids politics, avoids news and probably the wisest thing to do because it tends to drive us crazy sometimes. Because there's nothing pretty on the news. We literally have to flip the Hallmark <laughs> some days away from the news because yeah. you know my mom gets a little depressed because they don't talk about saving cats out of trees and, and adopting puppies anymore. You know, it's all like negative, 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 and it's all about division and so forth. But, um, we're just going to go over a couple of things that are, that are neutral. Um, at this point, just things that are going on in the world that I find to be important and then we're going to get into the conversation. So Steve, I apologize, brother. We got a couple of minutes to go through. Um, so one thing that we can all agree on is that we love children and we want to protect the virtue the innocence of these children and the world is doing everything that they can but to helping these children they're working more on indoctrination you've got the trafficking rings and all the other evil things that come along with that that we've been working on and talking about and studying um researching for you know six or seven years now um but there are like glimpses of hope every now and then and one of these things that i've been hearing a lot about recently is Ghislaine maxwell who um has been in jail. She was the partner of, of, uh, Epstein for a while and the trafficking of the children on the islands. We call, it, you know, um, a pedophile. and think some people call it Epstein Island and so forth. So she is going to be releasing, um, eight names here in the next couple of weeks of people that were actually in the black book. Um, we've been waiting for these names. Like I said, we, we want accountability. We want, to me, it's one of the most evil things that's taken place on this earth. So, there's circulating rumors right now that Bill Gates is one of those high high profile names on Gisley Maxwell's about to release of individuals um who slept with underage girls in the Jeffrey Epstein sex trafficking ring. Um as well um a show we actually had a whole show on this I believe Steve on Nexium. You remember the show we did on Nexium, the girl from Small? Yep. Yeah. So she yep. is she is still singing right now. She's um, been in jail, I think she may have gotten out but she is actually still talking and she is releasing some names. And one of those names was Bill Clinton. So um, we're going to see where this goes. Like I said, a lot of this stuff just kind of disappears into some oblivion. You never hear about it again. Um, But nonetheless, I'm thankful that at least bits and pieces are starting to peek out. And I hope something comes through with this. And I'm hoping that our uh, new speaker of the house is honest and actually digs into this and, and demands that those names be released. Next, um, Speaking of Speaker of the House, so right now there's a lot of rumors that are going around about him specifically about um, releasing money to Ukraine, that he decided to go ahead and do that. And I'm going to clear the record right now and tell you exactly what's going on. He is not releasing money to Ukraine. He said, I will consider releasing money to Ukraine, but I want to know where all the money that we've already sent you has gone. So he wants checks and balances. He wants receipts. He wants to see what that money has been spent on. Um, and I'm thankful for that because I want to know where our money is going as well. So that is the the truth of what you're hearing right now. Isn't that he is going to do so. As a matter of fact, he refused to put them both in one bill. He's sending the money over to Israel in one bill. If if Ukraine thing comes through, it'll be another bill. But first, before he even considers that, he wants to know where that money is gone. And like I said, I think all of us want to know where our money has gone as well. Um, so biden finally came out and said it new world order he literally uttered those words new world order which you've heard we were called conspiracy theorists for even talking about this for a long time um biblically we know what's coming and he literally came out today at one of the functions that he that he i would say spoke at but mumbled at and uh talked about the new world order today and and that's where we were heading um ted cruz demands action from mayorkas over threats border patrol agents cartels um and so forth, and they are also talking now about um, getting some of that money to go down to the border to hopefully shut it down. Our Congress needs to start getting to work. like I said, we all agree we're all okay. This is a country of immigration, but we need to do it the right way. You need to come in, you need to learn the history. You need to assimilate into the way that we are and not just try to bring another country into our country. This is the reason you move to another country is to be part of what they are and indulge in their culture. Otherwise you become what Scotland is right now. And Scotland is no longer Scotland. Scotland is like a hodgepodge of other countries. It's anything but Celtic roots and Scottish roots any longer. Um, You know, so once again, we need to at least know who's coming across our border because we have had more people come across that border um, since Biden has been in office than we ever have. And it's gotten worse this year. And even the last couple of months, we've had more people cross over in a single month than we ever have. So at the very least, we want to know who's coming over. I don't want sleeper cells in this country. We don't know what this is all about. Um, Nonetheless, um, you know, we, we need to be. Know where people are, what's going on, shut that border down, do it the way that it used to get done. Do it the right way. Come in, hold your hand up, swear an oath to the country, become a citizen. Um, Next, uh, it's all biblical. United Nations General Assembly just voted an amendment to condemn the October 7th terrorist attack on Israel by Hamas, yet it failed because two-thirds majority to pass within 55 countries voting against this. And then when it failed, they all stood up and applauded the fail of this right here. And once again, you've got January 6th, people being held accountable. You've got all these other things that they're holding accountable, putting in jail, holding them in jail, removing the rights that we have as United States citizens, and then rotting away in jail. In the meantime, it's a two-tier justice system, and everyone who does bad things needs to be held accountable. And like I said, even some of those people that were at January 6th, the rabble-rousers deserve what they got. Other people, not so much. They were just there. They were attending just like Coy, Griffin, not koi Coy, Coy um, was reading scripture on the stairs of Congress, never walked into the building, and he ended up getting arrested and serving some time in jail as well. But he utilized his time well and preached gospel while he was in there. So he's that kind of guy. Love, I love him. He is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet, um, you know, so and I'm sure we'll probably have him on, on the, our future show at some point as well. Um, Next, uh, IDF shares proof of Hamas terror base built under main Gaza Hospital. So this is where we are right now. Um, We got the Geneva Convention, Geneva Codes, uh, Codes of War. And if we, as a country, were harboring bases underneath the hospital, the country itself would be held accountable. United Nations would get involved and all this other stuff. What you do is you base a proxy um, as your... your, uh, they're actors, and in this case, Hamas. So what is it is? Hamas is actually have their bases underneath hospitals using children, women, and sick people as their shield because they know that if you were to bomb their bases, you'd have to bomb the hospital first. Um, so they're using their proxies in order to do this, but this is just shady work. Um, our country right here is, is built up there in involvement. From what I understand, um, Gaza is now being invaded by foot. So I believe Israel has actually gone in with tanks and by foot and started that whole thing. Um, and then United States is bombing over in Syria for uh, Iran proxies that are working over there as well. So we just got involved in this whole mess. So guys, expect things to escalate, get everything ready, make sure you got enough food, make sure you got enough water, make sure you got enough uh, freedom seeds, whatever you guys need, um, you know, like I said, it's gonna escalate more and more and more as we get to the next 13 months, but you know my opinion on this coming November. So get ready as much as possible. Um, Once again, two-tier justice system. um, I don't, I disagree with the way this guy took care of it, but he was walking around in a truck, um, basically Mm -hmm. showing pictures and doxing anti-Semites. I I think that's wrong. Doxing's wrong in general. We're better than that. But um, this is what ends up happening is the people that were against him doing what he did called, doxed his family and had him swatted um basically saying that he was at home holding a gun to his wife's head and their house got invaded with a swat team um it's just getting more and more dangerous right here uh it's just it's insane what we're heading to in this world at this point um so get the flu cbd rsv pneumonia shingles and all those other shots why are they pushing all of these shots at the same time so you notice that they're pushing all these things together why don't you come in and get them all at one time i'll tell you why if you get these things all together there's absolutely no evidence of what killed you absolutely. so it could be they're gonna be wow like, oh, it could have been any one of those things that you just took um you know all you guys are, are cautious i know you do your research and so forth um, they're pushing this whole vaccine again but right now people aren't falling for it. they're not going out and getting these new vaccinations and new boosters i think right now it's at two percent of our country has actually gone in and gotten this new set of boosters um people through the sham Um, People started taking um, Dr. Zeb's uh, um, vitamins and so forth and all the other alternatives that some of these other great doctors had put out there. Um, Zeb is one of our friends. He came on our show multiple times. And Steve, you remember, um, we were on the show with Dr. Zeb when um, my mom had COVID. And uh, he he told me exactly what I need to do. So I was running up and down making sure she was all right, taking care of her while um, he was on our show that evening. So, um, like I said, guys, there's so many beautiful natural remedies, vitamins and so forth out there. Consider any other alternative other than putting anything in your body that any of our government is trying to tell us we need to take. Um,
3: yeah, Dr. Zev Zalinski, yeah. the Zelinsky protocol.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It, and, and it actually worked pretty well as, uh, Zalinksy. the quercetin, mm-hmm. which I was taking Zelinko. Yeah, the the other yeah, the quercetin that i've been taking um you know the he was the one talking about the hydroxychloroquine and the ivermectin and all that stuff he he was ahead of the game before most people were and uh it was sad that he left this earth you know but he's he's up in heaven with god right now he was a genuinely loving and kind person
2: yeah, very yes.
1: nice um and then next uh Your smart TV is watching you. Did you guys know that? (laughs) Oh,
2: no, we didn't know
1: that. (laughs) Yeah, your smart TVs are watching you just like everything else probably that you have with a monitor or a phone, everything like that. Um, (laughs) That's not a big surprise to me. I I, I kind of talked about that before and I figured it was cameras and like absolutely everything. Um, This is really cool, too. This is another guest that we had on our show a while back, uh, Mindy Robinson. Um, Before this illegitimate regime started ranting about banning guns again over yet another mass shooting, um, feds let slip through their fingers. Let's talk about a few things first. So, you know, once again, where is the manifesto from the trans shooter over in Nashville, which completely disappeared? Um, Why did the Uvalde police refuse to intervene over an hour when that was going down? How did Paddock's hard drive walk off a hot crime scene? Um, how did fingerprints of one of the Sandy hook teachers end up on bullets inside of the unused magazine? I can go on and on and on from the Boston bomber and so forth. There's a lot of questions and you know what guys, there's no dumb question. Questions are good. If you guys have concerns and questions, ask them at this point, I suspect everything and I will research everything. That's one thing that Steve and I talked about pre-show is that, um, when we used to do stuff, when he used to release information back when he was on Twitter, even for our show, um, we wouldn't see something and then talk about it on our show um you'd go through and you'd verify it in three other places before you even mentioned it um that was a mistake that i made last night which brings me to my next thing um i talked about mark meadows being wired up in the white house and it looks like that was a rumor started by some of our congressmen so um ryan fordner says uh, i've spoke with some of the sources again And it seems that the information was wrong and incorrect in fact two of them retracted their statements of the matter entirely so once again i'm glad that i made this mistake yesterday Mm -hmm. because it's a great reminder um even if you trust the source that it's coming from dig in a little bit further do your research um before you go talking about stuff because even they end up getting misinformation from some of their sources in this case, it was uh, multiple congressmen, Yes. you know. So it came from reliable sources um, that were lying. So, um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm grateful that I made that mistake because it is. It's good to be reminded about that every now and then. Even the people that you trust sometimes end up getting um, untrustworthy sources. Uh, finally, guys, I'm just off a call to say, this is David Nino Rodriguez, just got off a call with Juan Saving. Very intense and difficult times ahead for America. Um, He'll be doing many shows going forth about as America gets brought to its knees. um, He'll try to format these shows to get them up on YouTube, as well as a couple of other things, as well as his Nino Corner TV. Um, And he says, folks, it's time to pray. It's also time to spend with your families because things are going to continue to escalate. And I agree with him 100%, especially about being prepared, being ready, keep on praying. Keep on um, spending as much time as you can with your family, as we have learned, Uh, you know, life, you you never know what's coming at you. And one day you are standing there right there, hugging your loved one. The next day you don't have that opportunity anymore. So tell everyone that you love, you love them every single day. Give them a hug. Do something. Just, you know, like I said, embrace every moment that you have, because like God said, we were promised today. We were not promised tomorrow. So keep that in mind every single day that being said let's get on to the conversation tonight so steve once again brother how are you doing
3: i'm doing good it just reminded me listening to you for your news that uh just where we were you know two and a half to three and a half years ago four years ago it's just an awesome reminder of the fight we were in trying to expose both sides of hypocrisy on our government and you know i will never regret ever being a part of that i just financially and spiritually had to step away because i was bankrupt emotionally and spiritually in my own self and my own walk and the financial burden that i was putting on my wife uh you know who was producing our show helping produce it financially and uh just just the you know the the emotions that we went through every day for two and a half years that I was involved in it just uh was uh overtaxing uh, yeah. i don't think people can appreciate that even you are still in the fight still doing your thing um, how much time and effort and what goes into doing what you do and what we did because we not only we brought guests on our own show we traveled we went to events yeah. we went to texas twice and we went to vegas we went to anaheim we went to tulsa we went to florida twice and you know it was it was expensive you know especially yeah. flying
1: from alaska oh yeah especially flying from where you were a little cheaper for me um but yeah it, it is it's taxing it's tiresome and then what we're doing it was so hard on the soul it was so hard on the soul. That's why now, you know, I break it up into a little bit of news and I go into a little bit of like scripture talking about different, you know, just different things relating the Bible and so forth, because that's not hard on the soul. That's good on the soul. Um, but the news yeah. and everything going on in the world, man, it just eats at you. You know, we did a, uh, how long was that show? Was it 11 hours? We
3: yeah, we did a show about 11 hours, the election night of 2020. Uh, we outlasted the news, Fox, and all them gave up, but and we were still going, still going.
1: Yeah, we we were still going. We went until about maybe one or two in the morning. We we went for a while, or at least we had
3: thirty guests on that show. And you yeah. talk about lining up thirty-two <laughs> amazing guests and back to back to back throughout the show. And these were all these weren't anybody that was new to the show. These were all previous guests on our show. Yeah, we had we had athletes we had you know pro athletes pro hockey player pro football player uh, pro baseball players um it was just amazing
1: and it, it went well because we we gave them all like 15 minute time slots so they would come in and we would have like groups of three and then they would go and we would bring in the next group and everything went pretty smoothly except for the election part that didn't go so smooth um and that was i'll tell you man talk about being a down after the next day, you know, after that eleven-hour show, and then we find out the results of the election, and then we're like, "We got to do another show, man. This is not going to be easy." <laughs> you remember <laughs> that was not we, easy. Um, saying,
3: remember we did our Christmas show? We wore our ugly sweaters. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah that
1: was
3: we, we brought in all the same guests again for the Christmas, uh, ex, mm-hmm. you know, show. Yeah, so we always. uh, you know had a platform to we always one of the things i appreciated about our show is we we asked our guests to take over our show it wasn't about us it was about them mm-hmm. and they're sharing their story their experiences whether they were a whistleblower whether they were an athlete whether they were a pastor whether they were in politics um you know some of the most amazing people came on our show and a lot of them didn't have any idea that they were how deep they were getting into the fight fighting for our rights because we were a constitutional show we were fighting for our rights as Americans through our show
1: yeah absolutely and that was one thing too is that you know there were shows um where we didn't really even say much you know I'm saying we we introduced it we exited um but we let our guests talk like I said you know I we may as well as, you know, our tagline may have been like, we're not Hannity. <laughs> we let our guests talk.
3: Yeah. How disappointing Fox News turned out. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, paid opposition. Um, you know, but you know, that's one great thing is that um, Tucker left and ended up having his shackles removed and he's become a better journalist, I think, since then because he can talk about what he wants to. He doesn't have yeah. somebody speaking in his ear going, you can't say that or hitting the off air button oh yes. look at that we've lost connection you know how they play that game um but it was the citizen journalists the ones that have really stood up and, and done their job but now just like we were talking about before um there's this whole division creation right now there's a lot of division even within the movement you know you've got the the division between the trump de santes division which is actually worse than the conservative democrat division you've got um the people that were part of the freedom Patriot movement that are starting to, to argue with each other. And the last thing that we need in this world right now is division. We need unity more than we ever have. Not division. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing about me is that, uh, you know, with, with our show, and I know you're the same way is that we've got our opinions, but we're not divisive about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll tell you the news we'll tell you what's going on but we'll never dog anybody we'll never call someone out by name and say at this part you know what i'm saying like um there's just no point of that we need to come together we need to unify with one another um this is how our country and our world is going to survive
3: yeah you know so yeah the, you know what i remember most is uh is some of the people that we brought on the show uh weren't main actors yet but they've blossomed and we we would find people that you know even this the guy I can't remember her name for the life of me i was trying to remember it during the song but she was from an island in alaska that song that you start you open your oh, show oh, with blue eyes
1: blue eyes yeah abby. Huh? abby abby cook blue eyes
3: yes and um you know we brought i brought her on because i liked some of her posts and uh, some of her music and we became all fast friends and, and here you are years later still playing her songs that you <laughs> wrote for your show or us in general the star stemmingle banner uh was just she's just people like that were just amazing
2: incredible people
1: absolutely and then and now you know she ended up with Marianne. with uh brad getz yeah
2: and you know, I'm marrying Brad Gates. Yeah.
1: So, um, you know, another one of our yeah. friends.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I remember Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Brad, yeah they're married now. They're she, married. She's living with them. She, they're married now. Um, they do a show together. So like I said, and we, we found her right off the bat. Um, and then she ended up, you know, people started knowing it cause the, the song that I opened with, I wrote and then she ended up producing it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, right. and then the star spangled banner, which we have, you know, and I, I took some of her music and ended up making videos. And like I said, as we just became good friends, but you know that was one thing that I love about you is that like a you were really oh, we know, good at everybody. bringing <laughs> yeah. really good at bringing guests on, uh-huh. but you also saw potential. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got we had multiple guests on our show that were unknowns, um, but but you saw their potential. You brought them on our show, and now they're anything but unknowns. Um, what was it, uh, Howie? The the Patrick. yeah, oh. Patrick Howie. like. He was relatively unknown when you brought him on the show. And now he's like a big name in citizen journalism. Um, well,
3: just some musicians we brought on, oh, you know, right. they've got some phenomenal music and they keep growing in their popularity these days. Mm-hmm. Oh. I just, you know, the, the fondest memories was just you and I in pre-show. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> expiration or this the looks on her face after the show
1: you know <laughs> especially a couple of those shows oh
3: my gosh god are we talking I, about I the
2: smoking the, one
3: amazing <laughs> we brought on the show that yeah. we thought were normal mm-hmm. and we had a way different opinion as the show was probably happened during pre-show but after we definitely were like, oh, "I'm glad that show's over."
1: Yeah, like, like I said, one of the I ended with Jim Watkins. We, we, <laughs> that was like one of the only shows that we ever got out early. I just didn't know where else to take the show. <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, man, we, I'm weirded out, man. It's really hard to weird me out, but I'm weirded out right now." Um, I believe I even text you in the middle of that, like, "Dude, I'm going to end he this early." <laughs>
2: that, he had that fuzzy
1: thing on him. <laughs> he had the remember tribble. that early. Yeah, he had the triple well. on his shoulder. Um, then we had Laboida, um, yeah. Oh, uh, the artist out of New York, Scott. And, yeah, oh, Scott. Scott. Yeah, and uh, oh, my God.
3: remember
1: that? Show?
3: So he, as we're closing the show, I can't remember. Was it the Christmas show?
1: It was the Christmas uh-huh. show. He was the last guest we had yeah. on. He stands up. We're, we're not even done yet. Well, matter of fact, I'm still live on him. And what does he do? he goes to the bathroom so i'm like hustling trying to get my director switcher to move to another thing so i ended up going to to you um and uh he's standing like still alive with the phone sitting on top of the urinal going to the bathroom while we're on while we're on the air
3: that was hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah. every know.
3: other word out of his out of his mouth was an f word I know, so it and- was but he went around the country and he painted, he's still the record holder for the largest U S flag painted on the top mm-hmm. of a building. It's like 400 square yards or something like that. Some phenomenal size. And, uh, he goes around the country and paints flags on buildings. And, and, uh, you can see that flag from space. I think the one that,
1: yeah, his, he, lar- his <laughs> largest flag. Yeah. Cause he painted roofs and houses and yeah. And then, right. and then there was remember the girl was that? Oh yeah. The, um, was it Jude?
2: Jude uh, was the, it, it was, that was the, uh, yeah. We, you had two of them though. Remember?
3: Yeah. Well, we sir, had a couple we, woke up saying, Oh my God, what's going on? I'm, I think I'm on the wrong side. And next thing, you know, she came out and did that video and we brought her on and she agreed to do our show and the whole pre-show she kept hitting a bomb. It was like, oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, she. Yeah, and then um, during the show, she would just casually pick it up. And remember, guys, we were a video show at that point as well. So I'm like having to keep a close eye on her in the moment that I would see her hand go down to the right. I'm like, okay, switching video and hitting mute just in case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the
3: video went viral with multi-millions of hits on her video of her waking up. To the realities of what was going on and she stopped protesting and marching and she she you know decided to see the light and, yeah uh, she,
1: she was literally like your antifa black lives matter girl they ended up waking up and becoming like hardcore conservative and she's still there she um, never yeah. went back to sleep she's still very open and adamant about um exposing the truth so she went from being on the opposite spectrum to being one of the better better fighters that we had, you know what I'm saying? Because there's also a power in being on the other side, seeing the light and then moving over. You know, cuz she had a story that we didn't have.
3: No. No. I was born Christian or I was born a conservative. I grew up in a conservative family in Fairbanks and uh so it was it was a br- breath of fresh air to hear her story yeah exactly very much so exactly what we got out of it remember the first ten minutes fifteen minutes I think duncan you had to carry the whole conversation
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> she was gone,
3: <laughs> she, was gone. <laughs> she was gone for the first fifteen minutes then we got her story
1: yeah exactly but, yeah she she had to sober up a tiny bit <laughs> It was a, like I said, that's the great thing about doing live shows. Is you never know what you're going to get, you know, because we would have um, Tina Forty oh, who yeah. ran for Congress in New York, and she is a very smart woman, very dedicated Patriot, but uh, very foul-mouthed. And oh, you yeah. know, so, and, and we we'll were. Bring
3: we'll, on the show. We're all foul-mouthed. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Everyone from New York. So basically, um anyone from new york that came on the show had a very colorful language um and since we were a constitutional show we didn't want to censor anybody so on, on certain guests that we would have on we would literally put patriot transition voice episode 526 tina 40 uncensored <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. and then i remember like a couple of days after because she came on a couple of times
3: Meet in a dark alley, and if she's an ally, I'd be in any foxhole with her. Oh, no, she and that she, yeah. was built yeah. stacked. Uh, she was a Spartan uh competitor, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if anyone knows about the Spartan sport, um, you know what these uh, people were capable of, and oh, yeah. uh, I would definitely want her in my foxhole.
1: I definitely fight with her in any battle, man. She was kind of a badass. Um, yeah. and I remember too because she came on, uh, she went on Fox News. And then came on our show that evening. That was like the third time I think she was on the show or the second yeah. time. And uh, I'm the first thing I asked her, I was like, how did you get through a 10-minute interview on Fox without cursing? <laughs> I'm like, how did you do it? Because it wasn't pre-recorded.
3: Her first response out of that question was the f bomb, yes, and yes. In explaining
1: how she didn't do it, say
3: the f bomb.
1: Yeah, she literally so. <laughs> exactly. She like answered my question with curse words. I think she needed. She held him in so long. She needed to get him out.
3: Fond memories. Fond memories. Yes, oh, yeah. indeed. Absolutely. You know the value. Of what I learned doing that show with you was uh getting over my shyness mm-hmm. uh, getting uh because i was always afraid of public speaking and public engagement in general you know that was part of my hiccup in life my fear that caused a lot of my my troubles in life that led to my drinking and uh, i had to work at overcoming that and i failed a few times through that podcast uh on sobriety because it just, I was so full of anxiety getting in front of people. The the, you know, the short version of it and explanation of it is, here I am, my sophomore, junior year, failing speech, not even showing up because I'm so fearful and getting in front of people. And then senior year, last semester, it's either you pass or you graduate. Uh, uh, if you fail, you're not graduating. So by then I learned a lot about Liquid Courage And so I picked the first a.m. class with speech. And any day that I had to do a speech, I would drink before that class. And I got to be in that class. So that was my run at uh, uh, learning about liquid courage. And I tried to carry that into my life till it just totally backfired on my life. Yeah,
1: yeah, we we went through similar things. Mine was more hard drugs um, over alcohol. Um, But like I said, it's one of those things where... You, you take the wrong path and then God helped, you know, God helped me pull out of it. Um, God, I believe, helped you as well. Um, other people find other methods to get past that sobriety. And then that's the thing is that using our stories and our experience is powerful to the next group of people that think, man, how am I going to get this? I can't live without being high or without being drunk. Or those that are considering starting these things, hearing the testimonies and stories, so they don't even get involved in it to begin with. Right. Yeah. I,
3: uh, I, uh, definitely, you know, which, which was amazing because you and I met on Twitter.
1: Originally we did. We met on Twitter. Um, fans. I, I was Payne's angels. Um, what yeah. was, I can't, what was your, uh, your, your handle at that time? Steven Lunger. Steven Lunger. I was the
3: only soul that was out there brave enough to that use this whole I mean. name.
1: Oh, I, I thought you had another,
3: I was either brave or stupid.
1: I thought you had another, um, another handle at one point
3: i just had that sword you that one that guy song, silhouette with the lime green silhouette <laughs> with the shield and my name yep. was stephen lunger okay. i, thought I had no handle
1: okay so yeah we ended up meeting there we became pretty close um then the more we started chatting um we were like hey you know talking about doing a show and it started off i think uh monday wednesday and friday and then i think we did that like two weeks and ended up going monday through friday
3: right and then it became seven days a week when we got close to the election 2020. yeah but you know what's amazing is that when you and i met and we became fast friends and then a few others be- we became fast friends i'll you know mention stymie, stymie.
1: Yeah.
3: like hockey and you know our passion for hockey and you know you worked for the dallas stars and so uh you know we would just go at it we would talk we have fun banter back and forth about sports and politics and all that kind of stuff and then the next thing you know about six months later conversations started heading towards us doing a show but what i wanted to get at is during that whole time when i joined the movement in the december of 2017 um i was sober for 17 months straight and it wasn't until one week before we were starting our first show i was so amped full of anxiety and fear and all this and it was getting close and my first guest that i lined up for our show is dustin penner two-time stanley cup winner yeah and uh i relapsed and it it was just a vicious cycle after that of in and out in and out and the struggle um It was, it it became evident in some of our shows that we did, it became evident in some of the interviews we did when we traveled and, um, you know, I would stay sober for five months and then I'd relapse. I'd stay sober for six months and then I'd relapse or, you know, it was just a vicious cycle for all these uh, years uh, leading up until about 2000, till a year ago, about 15 months ago when things started to change.
1: You know, and, and like I said, is it God brought it to you in your own time. Um, and that's the thing is it? it's always a struggle. You know, and I've told you about mine, too, where um, heroin was my biggie. Back in the day, I was never an upper person. I've always been real hyper. So the last thing you want is me on, like, Coke or something like that. You know, just it would not be fun for anybody, much less me. Um, you know, so I was doing the downers. Um, I went years, didn't touch anything, and then— Um, ended up losing someone close to me and ended up purchasing uh, a bag of heroin. And it was the best money I've ever spent. Why? Because I realized at that moment that I didn't need it. All I had in my life I needed right there was God. And I literally flushed it down the toilet and I never looked back. Um, But nonetheless, it's always a struggle that you're going to be dealing with and you've got to be conscious of it, you know, the rest of your life. And we can't ever judge or be down on someone that has a relapse because it, it happens it's it's part of the addiction process you know what i'm saying it's just it's surrendering yourself to the heavenly father um it's basically realizing that you don't need this stuff and you know even the times when we get depressed anxious or so forth there's other ways past it but it was always our go-to when we would have those kind of emotions was to go back to alcohol and stuff like that and the reason that i even stopped drinking because i used to drink you know you know back when i was younger But the reason that I didn't even stop drinking was because I couldn't drink and do art. And I was an artist first and foremost, you know, painting, um, editing and so forth. And I couldn't do both. So I chose art. The problem was, is like heroin and stuff like that. I could do while I was doing my art and that was problematic, you know? So, um, fortunately, you know, I got into right before we met each other, actually, um, I did my first, uh, my first show, which was a uh, Fortnite Patriots, and then ended up going to Pain's Angels, and I met you right after I started Pain's Angels, I believe, um, or or I met you right before I started Pain's Angels.
2: I didn't oh, you come I, in I into You the were
3: Pain's Angels
1: when I met you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and that was one thing that you know really How kept...
3: was right at the 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 beginning stages of it.
1: Yeah, the very very beginning, because you you were there for all the releases, the videos, and I was doing sometimes a week, like two videos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right now, I just got over the point where, you know, I got tired. I'm like, what else can I say about politics? You know, um, yeah. <laughs> it just, I feel like a broken record at some point, you know, so my last videos have been more more um, Christ-based and more um, spiritually based than political. Um, you know, and I'm working on a couple of different scripts that I've got that I need to finish and get back onto the videos because I do want to start releasing more of those. Um, but I've, I've decided at that point that I need to stay busy because I don't, I don't hand to the devil's tool. And yeah. I didn't want to continue doing Patriot Transition Voice because that was our project. Um, and I didn't want to go on and do that alone. Um, so I was down for, I think what, four or five months before I started doing, um, other things. And then I ended up taking this project on Kilted Christian um, what are we on now? Almost two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost oh, yeah. two years now, you know, um, 471 episodes. Um, and I'm going to continue doing this show, but we've got other things on the horizon too, because, um, another person that was part of our family pretty quick from the beginning was Jeff, who you all guys know from brothers in a Bible that we do Saturdays and Sundays, um, multiple times coming on here, uh, Christian many times. Um, so we're gonna be doing a project together that is completely faith-based. I'm gonna be leading that. Um, I'll be his co-host. And then Steve and I, and uh, Doug Wade, who, um, Doug Wade owned a platform called Pure Social. Pure Social was very similar to Clout Hub, Twitter, um, and things like that. So it was like a uh, way for us to communicate. It allowed you to do podcasts and stuff like that on that as well. Um, and they will
3: be taken down and shut down and and Google mods coming in and, you know, all that crap that went on
1: with our YouTube show. Yeah. Oh, they, matter yes. of fact, the Remember last that? guest that we had on was Clay Clark. Um, <laughs> I believe that our show was canceled about 15 minutes after we aired that after we published that show, we were gone. We they were like,
3: Dump Paul rice oh. just that. Week. And we had Coo- Cooey Cooie Griffin <laughs> on that week and all all three of them hit uh um triggers for all the google moderators the youtube moderators to come in uh the pc police and shut us down so yeah Coy came on and he talked about january 6 and vaccines john paul rice came in and talked about the pedophilia and everything that was going on in hollywood and then following right after that was clay clark coming on and we were talking about the event in tulsa and we went to tulsa um and then we got shut down,
1: yeah,
2: oh, that's exactly right huh yep. yeah, I remember that
1: yeah we oh, we got shut that down. that was when
2: uh we were uh Jeff myself, and Marcy were fighting the Google mods. remember that? we were yeah. fighting the mods and trying to trying to figure out ways to get to get um them to stop removing because they were removing stuff that we were saying, yeah, and we were in there swatting them back. Yeah.
3: Come up with code words. Code words, yeah, yeah. We 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 didn't (laughs) say words like rifles. They bring in live humans to listen to our show, and then they would take away people's comments in our show. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: we would just watch them disappear, or any links that we would put up would end up disappearing. Um, they were pretty bad about it, but like I said, is yeah, and I were
2: battling those guys. Yeah, so it was like
1: so it was those three guests, and then finally, because when when Clay Clark came on, like everything literally everything that he said was a trigger for right. for, for the uh, moderate the google mods and the and the deep state it was literally like an hour and a half of trigger oh and who you know who else we had on that week that was, actually came before clay clark we did a breaking episode um
3: oh yeah 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 the with, guy from uh, overstock.com yeah
1: overstock.com yes uh, rich burns burns yeah. yeah, Patrick Burns. Yeah. yeah, Patrick Burns, exactly. So Burns. so that was the end of, of our show on, on YouTube. So basically YouTube ended it for us. Um, we were deciding where we were going to go after that. And then, you know, Steve ended up going on um, and doing some work in a house restoration and so forth. Um, and then, you know, so now we're moving on mm-hmm. to another project, which we hope to be starting around January. Um, so, would you like to talk about that a little bit before we get into some of the other um, topics we're going to talk about?
3: Yeah. So, when I stepped away, you know, two and a half years ago, from after our Anaheim trip, um, with the, you know, we did Dallas and then we did I think Vegas and we were signed up to do Vegas and uh, and then I went to Anaheim. Marcy and I went to Anaheim and and um, after that, Clay Clark event. It just became apparent that my path was was not going in the direction that i wanted to go personally so not only financially in our household but but um just spiritually i was feeling bankrupt because i spent seven days a week 365 days a year 24 7 glued to the news and finding you know those those stories and doing all that research and then chasing remember when I was chasing after the Lumina? um, Oh, yeah.
1: You went down to Florida and was chasing. There was a company called um, Lumina and it was and it was uh, a Bush related company. um, And you ended up finding the you were the original one who was exposing the bot farms before people even knew what bots were.
3: Right. So I I went on that chase. I mean, it took everything out of me. And that was shortly before a few of our last, you know, the Dallas trip and then the Anaheim trip. And I don't even think we ever aired any of the interviews I did in Anaheim because I was just so burnt, burnt out. Yeah. I didn't never even sent, you, I don't even, I think I ever sent you this, you know, the, the video cards from the phone or the no. movie camera. Um, But at that point, you know, I I decided to step away and I stepped away hard. I did a, you know, a hard line cut and the withdrawals I went through for about a month, the depression I went through, um, you know, it was just became ugly. Uh, You you know, it was just, it was self-destructive. I used the excuse I went to, I wanted to go find some work. But it was basically because i i just i had no idea who i was anymore because i was so consumed with everything that was going on tragically in the world uh politically uh everything that was going on with the children Uh, marcy was heavily involved in a group that hunted down all the pedophilia sites on twitter Uh, we were just Mm -hmm. spending every waking moment in it and when i stepped away there was a pause in everything that I just I didn't know who I was anymore. I went through a severe depression, alcohol, and uh, and then you know after a month or two of wandering around, you know, in my own house, I decided to. A friend offered a job out in big or yeah in Big Lake area in Houston, Alaska, and I took the job on a big huge remodel. And it was probably one of the best things choice that I'd made at that time because it took me uh, away from you know the the loneliness that I was feeling during during those couple months, yeah. and it got me kind of on track of fulfillment because I was back doing my passion, which was remodel and redoing things. I just love doing that. Lo- love working with my hands, and um, but. It was kind of a setup because I pushed myself out into the valley. I would stay out there at this 7,000 square foot lodge and Marcy would come out there and visit on the job site. So I became shortly after starting, I became hungry, lonely, tired and um, relapse kindly creeped back in. And then I took another job from the same after I completed that, took another job uh remodel job in Wasilla for the same company and I relapsed there shortly after that and that was my uh, that was the falling I mean I fell hard I I I laid in my bed isolated I, I become agoraphobic I don't even want to go outside I don't want people to see me in my you know turmoil that's going on in my head um the the uh the ugliness of my relapse is that I just, I totally mental jujitsu, uh, mind F myself into I'm the low, lowest form of piece of shit. I'm the worst of all cases. I'm never, there's no hope. Um, I've done it again. Um, I'm just going to drink myself to death. I'm gonna do a leaving Las Vegas and leaving Anchorage. And um and uh I laid there with hatchets and and knives uh you know close to me, uh hoping at some point I would just end my life. And that was the May of last was it May of last yeah, year? Yeah, May
1: of last year, yep.
3: Yeah, May of last year. And that relapse was the worst experience because it was the hardest um because i had given up i finally just said it i i i just don't want to live anymore i don't care um but i just never could do it because i never wanted marcy to come home to it i just i couldn't do it and the only reason i sobered up when i did was because marcy was going into surgery in june of last year and she was going to be bred bedridden for three weeks and i wanted to i I needed to be there for or else someone else was going to be in this house with us. And I sobered up for her. But I wasn't really sober enough for me. I sobered up for her. And then something clicked and something I saw or heard. And I just enveloped myself with all these motivational speakers. I would have I would walk around this house. I disappeared for 60 days, basically for 45 to 60 days. I had headphones on 12 hours a day, listening to these people. I was trying to hack my brain from all the negative thoughts that I had, the negative patterns. I was trying to break all the habits. I was consumed while listening with my eBay store and selling off all this sports memorabilia and autograph memorabilia that I have in this house uh just so i could be a provider in our house and shortly after a couple months of that a friend reached out a past friend and i went to work on a big huge remodel again out in big lake and um not a remodel a new build and i was finishing off a bunch of uh projects that hadn't been finished yet and it gave me some time while i would be out there it gave me some time to really think about what I wanted out of life and um, things started changing and I started. I just things led to things and then I started different supplements and you know, I started uh, with a counselor. I went back to a psychiatrist and I said, I don't want to take the pills anymore. I was on antidepressants, anti-anxiety pills, mood stabilizers. I was on 11 different medications. Some of those medications were to counter the side effects of the other medications. And um, I found a counselor that would listen to me. I found a doctor that would listen to me. Uh, And uh, through the counselor and through the doctor, I weaned myself off all the psychotropics uh, that all the doctors were prescribing to fix me. And I um, got into nootropics. Um, I'm heavily involved with a bunch of different mushroom supplements and health supplements. I drink mushroom coffee with you know daily i drink mushroom drinks um and these it, aren't everything... psychedelics
1: guys by the way <laughs> i said it's not psychedelic coffee no
3: not at all <laughs> no, nothing psychedelic about mm-hmm. it at all but um you know everything started changing and i started working really hard uh i started feeling really good again about myself. I started feeling things I had never felt before after I got off all the psychotropics. It took me three months to finally wean off everything. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, you know, things were amazing. Our marriage had changed, you know, our relationship together was changing. Uh, everything was changing except for one thing. Stephen still wouldn't uh, do whatever it took to stay clean and sober he still was in the mindset of doing it his own way and i got injured in florida in january uh rib injury so you know uh boarding i was boogie boarding in florida and i went to walk out with the boogie board and i was holding off the boogie board off my chest well that a big set came in and the wave crashed that boogie board into my ribs Oh wow. And I I couldn't sleep for 2 days. There was 2 days left in our trip and I couldn't sleep, I couldn't eat, I couldn't think straight. Uh I couldn't breathe right, I couldn't uh, cough, I couldn't sneeze, I couldn't laugh. And you know, everything was just hurting. And so I started I think I, I while in that pain and knowing what I was going to go through in the plane ride because of the leg pain that I felt during uh flights, I Ari had it in my mind as soon as I got back I was going to relapse and the day after Marcy says it was the exact day after I thought it was a day it was two days after I got back but I relapsed and she's probably more right because she she is pretty aware of everything that I do Um, and keeps keeps me um accountable and uh that relapse was the last thing I needed to go through because it was the one thing that I hadn't fought through during the months leading up to that in my own path, I hadn't dealt with physical pain. And um, that was always one of my relapse triggers was physical pain because any kind of pain, emotional pain, uh, physical pain, uh, anxiety and fear about something upcoming were relapse triggers for me. And uh, I needed that relapse. It was one of the best relapses because it brought me into what I now go to. Um, even though my addiction is alcohol, I joined Narcotics Anonymous with my wife, and I avoided Narcotics Anonymous. I went to AA. I wanted us to keep our. Uh, I wanted to do AA because my focus was alcohol. Was you know narcotics, and I just I just wanted to uh, keep us keep that part separate. But I think in hindsight, looking back, I I didn't want to be held to an, an accountability uh, that would have been more monitored. I think uh, it was an easier escape for me from AA, from my own wife, and from my own wife's friends and all that. But I made the right decision. For once in my life, I went to a guy I knew that uh, was a contractor. I went to his office um, about two weeks after my last drink and I was after my detox was over and I uh, asked him to be my sponsor because I there was qualities about him that I liked uh, especially the way he ran his own business. And um, and he took me on, he took me on as sponsor. And then his first comments were, well, you need to go do 90 meetings in 90 days. After I said, I didn't like going to meetings. Uh, and I said, I agreed, I did my best. I did 87 in 90 days. Um, and all the while, while I was working on, on you know, a remodel project. And eight months ago, that was the best decision I made. And my path now is so different, so far different than anything I could have ever imagined. Everything I've dreamed of, I have now, um, not you know monetarily, but I have now a sense of peace. I have peace with my past. I have uh, an amazing marriage of uh, openness and honesty and um, and just everything that I never thought possible I have now. You know it I can't I can't describe the feeling I go through because it took God, It was so raw for me to feel emotions for the first time. You know, without doctors' drugs in my body, there would be things that would happen between Marcy and I in our conversations that were for they were new. Uh, the feeling. Um, you know, I had to fire an employee and go through that sober. And uh, you know, I'd spent two months trying to help him. And you know all these things that are just happening new just felt new and raw, and I didn't know how to feel these feelings. I went to a funeral and I did, couldn't deal with it because I dealt with it. I stayed through the whole thing, but it was just so surreal to me, yeah, and first time I got to feel, and it's been a blessing ever since, and I keep feeling and doing new things and operating at a consistent uh level now um i'm consistently showing up for all my jobs i'm a contractor now i have my own license i'm bonded and insured now for the first time in since 2004 Amen. and and you know i've helped marcy get her business and uh i showed up for her for her remodel um and uh, it's just been amazing you know i'm like that mouse that keeps hitting that trigger i keep having these little victories and the victories for me is i just i didn't take that first drink you know I that's
1: a big victory. i had
3: almost a mental breakdown in june you know firing that guy i heard something from somebody that gave me some feedback that just hit me wrong that same day um that i valued his opinion and it, it just the first thing I could do kept thinking of was drink, 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 drink. So the itty bitty shooting committee started coming full force at me and uh drink, 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 it'll just help it get through longer. And just, it's just going to help you get through just, you just need to get help for this day. And, and, and I didn't buy it. I, as soon as I made it back to town, after I stopped off at our son's, uh, Um, plaque site in Wasilla. After I headed back, I went straight to my sponsor's house or his office and went to a meeting that night, spoke in front of probably 60 people of the struggle I was having. And uh, I stayed sober to the next day. And it was an eye-opening experience for me because I never openly asked for help before i picked up the first drink it was always after Mm -hmm. you know i always call after i did something and it was one of the first times i'd ever asked for help so i didn't have to pick up that first drink and it was so rewarding and because of that because of everything i've experienced everything i've gone through uh you know i started drinking at 10 The experiences I've had, I just have a passion for giving back what I've been freely given, and I want to do a podcast now on recovery, real, raw recovery uh, with individuals coming on and sharing their stories. And I'm not just talking in recovery from addiction or alcoholism i'm talking about people that are in the midst of a battle with ms or they're in the midst of a battle with or overcoming mental illness um uh, physical ailments um financial marriage crises and and you know grief you know losing losing a loved one and overcoming that and getting through it I, i have a passion for hearing people's story and that was part of our show is because I loved hearing their story, um, and I want to carry that uh, into what I believe is important now for our country: is a sense of healing, and we need to all be brought together and healed together. And I want to offer a platform for people to come on, share their stories of whatever they are overcoming. Because I love the underdog story; I love hearing those stories. Yeah. I get. I get such a great feeling when I hear people's, especially the ones that are just people, society's given up on. You know, I was one of those people. Family gave up on me and I don't blame them. They just had to for their own sanity. Marcy somehow stuck through it because she saw something in me. She knew the potential. I had glimmers of it. I could just never consistently stay on it. And now she gets it. Now it's a gift, uh, not only for me, but for her. But I want to present that gift in a format that other people can share their their story with.
1: Amen. And she she stayed sober, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was kind of a a bonus, too, is that she stayed sober through some pretty rough times, which was part of, you know, being able to help you because you and I got invited to CPAC um, down in Florida. And, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but you, you both went through a very rough, probably the worst thing that any. Male no, female... I'll, I'll, I'll oh, go. Okay, yeah, right. i yeah, yeah, please do. Please. Whatever you feel comfortable. Marcy in
3: the chat, and I know this is going to, you know, touch, uh, you know, maybe a feeler here and there, but, you know, Marcy lost her son, not out of, uh, anything other than it was at somebody else's hand other than the, the caretaker wasn't properly taking care of uh her son and her son was 28 and one of her reservations in her recovery walk was that she wouldn't she wasn't sure she could ever stay clean if she lost her son but i don't know man she had more strength during that than i did because i obviously went down to florida and i relapsed in florida Um, While my wife was back, you know, mourning her son and, and she stayed clean and sober through that to this day, celebrated eight years this year in July. And she is someone I've always looked to, but I didn't want to, but I admired everything she went to, but she, through my own failings, I felt so guilty. It was hard for me um you know you know you want to know really what's really hard is living with a woman that has been clean and sober for eight years and i kept relapsing so that that's hard in itself but somehow through it all she loved me enough till i could love myself and she loved me more than i could love myself and i think to this day she still loves me more than i could ever love myself and there's nothing that i can Uh ever do that's going to pay back what i owe that woman
1: She's, she's amazing um purple patriot you, you you know you guys are family to me you you will always us. be a brother yeah. a sister to us
2: yeah to us
1: um you know you will always be a brother and a sister and you know what i'm saying you, the strength that i've seen in both of you because like i said you know one thing that you, you had alluded to um earlier when you said um you had to fire somebody and you had to do it sober and that's one thing that is probably one of the hardest things i think um to getting sober is you have to relearn everything that you did sober you know what i'm saying like when you're used to painting paintings high or editing on heroin you know that kind of stuff and then you get clean um you put a lot of that stuff down because you literally have to figure out how to do it not high not drunk you know so you're really kind of relearning your life in a big way and it's always great to have people you know like um marcy in your life to give you that kind of support to help you through it and then you find over time that you can do those things that you used to do high without being high yeah
3: yeah I, I went through that every time through after my relapses i'd have to relearn how to hold a tool i couldn't write um you know i i would have to relearn how to think things all the way through because i'm i one of the things that i have as an attribute is i i do several trades i do all of them except for welding and foundation and concrete work but i can do it i just don't do it because i don't have the resources to do everything but i do the carpentry i you know when i'm i'll do some of the minor electrical some of the minor plumbing uh, i do tile work i do uh drywall texturing painting my forte is painting i do creative painting um i i've, I've custom I've I've come up with my own technique for a paint. uh, um, application that no one ever talks about so I I find it unique I do it on a lot of my different jobs and it's kind of become my trademark and. I am going to do a YouTube video on do it yourself on this Uh, i've perfected it and it turns out great and every any color under the rainbow and uh, you know the spectrum of colors can be applied in this technique and so the accent wall technique is just put on i did it in marcy salon and everyone just loves it and are stunned by it but i have a creative side to me that uh, allows me to see things all the way through but in detox and coming out of it i would lose that and i would have to relearn it all Mm -hmm. and it would just it was such a vicious, ugly, ugly cycle over and over and over.
1: Now it is. And and that's one brilliant thing. That's what I'm really excited, um, a, I, you know, I'm excited to be able to work with you again because you and I, we work well together. We um we have similar enough personalities, but we differ in certain ways to where we mesh well on a show and the fact that we both come from a background of addiction um is a powerful thing going forward because you know we'll be able to because first of all there's something powerful alone about just telling your story Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like releasing the air out of a balloon you know i'm saying before it pops and another thing is the stories that you tell and the people that you have on you know everyone has a different story a different way of coming past it so real quick i want want to ask you a quick question that we had over here in chat and uh, Work Mary, who does uh, the official Godcast show, asked, um, have you felt God's presence through your sobriety?
3: Yes, without a doubt. In fact, I feel it more now because, first of all, I'm not on psychotropics anymore. Doctor prescribed, big pharma crap. But um, I, for the first time in my life, uh, seek him first before any major decisions. Um, just in in a process and it's not i don't make decisions just randomly i don't make i i i have a process where i think things through before i even i before i even present it to even my wife i've already thought it all the way through with god in mind and our family and then what impact that's going to have on not both of our careers both of our businesses that we've now built in the last, just this year. I mean, I just started this company in May. Marcy just bought a salon in uh, April and then opened in a brand new location in May, at the end of May after Memorial Day. So, you know, one of the things that I was able to do, so I promised to God, to my wife last August, that she was gonna be in her own salon within a year. I had a mindset of how I was gonna do it. I was gonna take a loan against my house. I own my own uh, house. I was gonna take a loan against it. Well, my credit wasn't gonna allow that. And of course, my tax returns wasn't gonna allow that because there wasn't none for a few years because of I didn't have anything to bank, you know, for a few years. And, um So, my plan in January, we went to the bank and basically got laughed out of the office. Um, um, You know, I had to find an alternate way. And God allowed me to find an alternate way. And God allowed me to do 210 man hours in 15 days. And one of those days, I took off because I had to complete some stuff in May. For the project i was on because they were opening it as a Mm VRB vacation rental by home or uh vrbo i had had, they wanted to open it may 15th so i had to go that day and complete a couple things and but in 14 days 210 man hours i got her handed the store to her sorry i'm getting choked up over this Handed her her salon uh, on the promised date that I promised.
1: That's amazing. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. and it looked beautiful, yeah. guys. Um, you know, with with uh, Purple Patriots' permission, we'll put that link to her website up so that you guys can go see what they have created. And it's amazing because you had the skills in order to make her store come together, and it is absolutely beautiful. What you, what you did to that place is amazing. Cause you're both artists in your own different skills. Um, but you pulled it together, brother. And it, it's amazing.
3: Yeah, it was, say like I said, I would never be able to pay back every debt. I think I owe my wife, but that completed something for me, uh, in a way that, that I felt, um, I had. I'd fulfilled a promise and I finally I'd given her tons of promises and a bunch of failed attempts at things and failed promises and but I I did it it happened and now she owns her salon it's now been voted this year already as the best of Alaska and um, she
1: as a personal hero yeah she's won yeah. many awards just for her ability to dye hair and stuff oh, like that just see amazing.
2: Her hair itself, her hair is beautiful. She does, she does a fantastic job. And has tomorrow been...
3: the announcement comes out about the salon winning. Uh, October 29th, uh, Anchorage Daily News is releasing the results. And so, I guess I'm maybe saying something that's not supposed to be said until tomorrow. Okay, but, so you know, guys didn't I hear
1: this until tomorrow, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but you know, I'm proud of her, not only because of the compliments accomplishments uh in her own life or personal or I mean in her business life, but I'm just super proud of her that she's just stayed strong through everything when I couldn't even stay strong. And she stayed strong for her and she stayed strong for her memory of her son. And she stays strong today for our marriage. She's staying strong for her own business now which she is just amazing i knew she would be amazing at and i just feel really blessed these days and i just wanted to be able to have a platform where we come back once a week and we share other people's uh you know overcoming all the odds you know the the underdog story yeah the fighting the you know established thought pattern on what a disease should look like and and uh they are overcoming it so i don't know i keep getting choked up it's hard for me to talk you oh, no. guys talk for me
1: all right man you know and, and i'm excited like i said is i i love working with steve before mm-hmm. um you know marcy and steve have become just absolute family love these guys they will be in my life for the rest of my life Absolutely. and you know the, the lord um you know gave us a break because we, we it was what we were doing before the research we were doing because we, i mean i was spending probably 15 plus hours a day between Payne's angels, the research we were doing for our show, the shows themselves. And excuse me, it tears you down. It wears your soul down. Um, I had to get my foot back in this race, which is why we're doing the kilted Christian right now. But then God blessed me again with the opportunity when Steve approached me, um, to do this new show, which goes over what he was saying testimony about addiction, testimony about the hardships that you're going through in your life, talking about it, opening, because it's not only healing for the person telling the story, but it's healing for those people that are out there listening. Because, you know, just like with my sobriety, you know, I didn't think that I could ever do anything. So I'm like, I'm never going to be able to do this, you know, because you take a couple of days off of doing drugs and you're miserable, absolutely miserable. Your body starts aching because it needs what you were taking. It's not an easy thing, you know, but you need to talk to that person who's like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, 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 let me explain to you. I am now 15 years clean and I used to be exactly where you were. Those stories are what inspire other people, other people. A, to walk away from it or never to get involved in it to begin with. We all go through things in our lives, losing loved ones, um, diseases like multiple, uh, you know, multiple sclerosis, just, you know, addictions. We all go through our own thing, which are really hard in our lives. And other people need to hear sometimes that others are going through exactly what you're going through. And my story may not be the one that resonates with you, but yours may be or someone else's. And that's why I'm loving the fact that, that, you know, we talk about this, that you were originally planning on going through with this. And then Doug Wade, who also lost a child. Um, matter of fact, I think it was, a. Uh, one of the last within events that we apart. did. Yeah, um,
3: it was within months apart of Marcy losing her son. Yeah, because
1: we were at the was it Faith and Freedom in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Um, doing interviews, working at the True Social Booth. And then it mm-hmm. was the, the day after we left that he lost his son, and we were actually with his son. Yeah. Like hanging out at that event. Um, you know, so it, it's another great thing to have him come on, you know, because uh He has expanding his network, True Social, which will be called um, Q Network, but it's not Q, but it's C-U-E. Right. And this will be allow people to stream them on their smart TV. So you don't even have to necessarily go to your computer. You can go to your smart TV. It'll be a video stream. um, And we'll be doing this once a week. Um, You know, it, it may start off with us doing our testimonies. And then um, moving on and having someone come on every week to tell their story, and yep. yes, so um, it's a beautiful thing because now it, it's it's almost like we're getting to pay back what we got um, as to our sobriety. We're utilizing the stories in order to help other people. You know what I'm saying? And so we're doing God's work. It's just another mission that God has, God has it set on. And I'm thankful that I'm getting to do this with you.
3: Yes, I'm truly thankful. It's hard to explain how I'm gonna fit this in into my hectic schedule as it is, but you know I'm dedicating I'm dedicating doing one show a week uh, because I want to give back and I want to be a part of something that others are gonna to look to you know, on a topic. So if someone's looking for a topic on someone's sharing their story of overcoming. Uh, and whether it's an addiction, whether it's a health issue, whether, whatever it is, because that's going to be the title of our show. Each, the subtitle of each of our shows is what we're talking about that particular show. And it's not it's just going to be on Q streaming. It's also going to be on YouTube. We're going to go back to YouTube Rumble, but it's going to be a show that uh, also is going to be aired on, you know, PodBeam. You're going to be able to, if you just want to hear it, you'll be able to. Streaming on PodBeam and it, and I just want to uh, reach as many people uh, as possible with that person's story. Um, pretty excited.
1: Yeah, I am too because, <laughs> like you said Heather. earlier, um, like you said earlier, talking about your wife, you know, how will you ever be able to repay her back for all that she's done? And I feel the same way, just in general, about God. It's like how can i ever repay god for all that he's done for me in my life and these are those little opportunities that he gives you in order mm-hmm. to pay back you know what i'm saying um you know and i absolutely i, I love it you know because you remember me um when i lost my job with the stars I, I was devastated you know what i'm saying i didn't know what to do um yep but what happened is god ended up pulling me out of something i didn't need to be he humbled me and then he ended up bringing me to something even better, which was his mission. And I kind of, you know, I feel like this is part of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He brought you into my life for that reason. He brought Marcy into my life for that, for that reason. He brought living into my life for that reason. Is um, we're here to help each other, strengthen each other, lift each other up, and then tithe in a way. You know what I'm saying? People think tithing churches and so forth is all about money, but it's also about time. And, and yeah. it's all about doing some doing something for God, something that's not selfish, something that gives something back to the community. And that's kind of how I feel about doing these shows in particular, is that we are giving something back. And it may not be something huge, but to that one person, it may be the biggest thing that changes their life. And that's a pretty big deal. And it's not yeah. us. I, I always, all the credit goes to the Heavenly Father, because, you know, what are the odds that... A couple from Alaska <laughs> we, ends up becoming family yeah. with the guy living in Texas and the girl living in Arizona. You know what I'm saying? Like, God's yeah. the and one just that, so, that.
3: Just so it's clear, I introduced you to. <laughs>
2: yes.
1: Yes. yes,
3: you did. Yeah, you did.
2: <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. And so we thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I remember you
3: that. But, you know, back to the flight as a flight, works Mar- Mar- Mary. Yeah.
1: yeah flight works Mary.
3: So. The job I was on for the VRBO, turning a fourplex into a VRBO, uh, is a pastor friend of mine, and because of doing that job and because of the path I was on, it got Marcy and I back into church. And uh, so that God is working mysteriously in our lives, and it's a wonder and amazement of the things that are happening in our lives. That you know, I keep doing these jobs for people in my past. You know, I I put a post out on facebook about my new business and seven of the eight calls i got in 24 hours were past clients from uh the church i worked at at faith christian community and and um it was amazing so god's hand is in everything that we're doing and choosing right now you know we're not the perfect christians by any sense of you know i'm still a cussing christian Um, i still I still feel the need to, you know, defend and fight. I'm I'm more of a warrior now. Um, I'm ready to battle anytime. time, and uh, that's I want to be a God, a warrior for God, uh, um, that goes out there and fights for the undefendable.
1: Amen. And that's Amen.
3: part of my new fight too, uh, you know, for the safety of the children. And uh, we'll do a whole show on that some other time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and because uh, you know, you you are absolutely welcome on this show anytime, man. It, this this is an open ticket to you. You know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, we we can talk all day. Sadly, believe it or not, man, our time has already elapsed. Man, we that was a quick, quick hour. Now <laughs> sure was. Um. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's already passed, man. We're we're out of time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it <laughs> flew flies. by. But like I said, you know, and I know yeah. you're a busy person. Yeah. So anytime that you get a time that opens up, man, y- you are always welcome. I would love to have you on, and I can't wait to start the project. Matter of fact, in December, I'm going to focus on on building our intros, our bumpers, our graphics, and everything. Because you know me, man. When I go video, I do it. I'd go all the way. Um, so I, I, can't wait to get this going. We will announce the date, the time, as we get closer to that time, we will also announce the name of the show, which we don't announce right now because we don't want some idiot stealing the name because it's happened before. Matter of fact, the original name of our first show was not Patriot Transition voice, no,
3: it was, I
1: it was, um, Patriot Boogaloo voice and, uh, it was
3: it wasn't anything to do with the boogaloo movement it was all about the boogaloo dance yeah it was, yeah. <laughs> it was all
1: about the electric boogaloo break dancing back in the day but then oh God, all of a sudden like right. like literally three days before we released our show um boogaloo became this like anti far-right racist word so i had to work last moment To remove the name from everything that I had already built, and then rename it Patriot Transition Voices, which we ended up with. But if you go back and you watch the shows, you'll notice that in our intro, for one split second, I actually kept our name in the original intro. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah, Marcy said you even had to go back and change your Twitter name.
1: Yeah, we, yeah, everything had to get uh-huh. changed because all of a sudden, you like, guys
2: had, you had
3: that on there.
1: You're like, you right wing, crazy, racist, boogaloo people. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, no, man, this is breaking to electric boogaloo.
3: Have anything to do with the boogaloo movement, no, but, no. uh, no, whatever. But yeah. I'm glad, that, you know, the way everything happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. I felt we were in a transition. We wanted, uh, America to get back on track. I'll, I'll just, you know, never. I'll cherish those moments uh, and memories from that always.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amen, man. It was a great part of our life. Um, and just God has us moving on to another mission. And mm-hmm. I am thankful to be miss- doing this with you and honored that you reached out to me about yeah.
2: it. Definitely good to see you both. We miss you guys. Yeah. yeah. Miss we you miss guys. you guys. We spend a lot of time with you guys and stuff like that. But you know your path took you you know god put you on your path and he put us on our path but look it we're back together
3: yep you two uh everything that you guys have done and what has brought you two together i'm just really proud of you both
1: oh thank you you, man and like i said we we got some big things coming you guys will come out here we'll see each other um sometime at some point soon go to a hockey game
2: yeah come go do some hockey with us
3: well, go to Detroit and meet me there, and I'll take you to the Red Wings
1: playing the Sharks. Hey, man, Ooh. that was the first team I worked for. <laughs>
2: oh, my God, that would be fun.
1: Yep. Green okay. Bear. Very first oh. team I worked for, Grand Rapids Griffins and Detroit Red Wings. Greenbeard's going with me to the hockey game. Oh, beautiful. Nice. Yeah, and I love Greenbeard, too, man. He He's another amazing soul. We've had him on this show, actually, at one time a, a while back. So um like i said just we're grateful to meet all the people that we've gotten to come in contact with um god brings us all together and the great thing is though is that even before because we knew each other before i was a christian you know what i'm saying i became a christian after we had met um the more i got into what was happening politically the closer i got to god because i realized if evil's this real god's this real too and like i said god knows what he's doing sometimes people are lucky enough just to come across and find god in just a church and sometimes God has to make you hit rock bottom in order to start seeking. And, you know, nonetheless, God finds a way. So, Steve, I want to thank you so much, man. Um, Everyone absolutely loved your testimony, as I always do. Um, You know, like I said, we're going to be doing a show kind of based on this at some point. I will let you guys know more we get into it. But, Steve, man, I hope to have you back on soon, brother. Yep. Yep, anytime. Awesome. So, guys, um, I want to thank everybody here. We're going to end in a little bit of prayer real quick before we get out of here. So if everybody would please bow your heads, we'll get into a little spiritual warfare. Heavenly Father, I'm, I want to thank you so much. Father, you, I didn't deserve you. Steve didn't deserve you. None of us deserve you, dear Lord, but you you loved us anyways. You had patience with us in our darkest times. Sometimes you you allowed us to hit rock bottom so that we could find the surface again, dear Lord, but we did. And dear Lord, I just ask that you continue to work in, in our lives and anyone else's lives who have gone through hardships, loss of family, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, anything else, dear Lord, keep us on track. Dear Lord, let us follow that footstep of Steve and reach out for help before we take that sip of alcohol, before we take that dose of heroin. Dear Lord, not after. Dear Lord, continue to be in our lives. Work with us. Bring the people that need to be in our lives, dear Lord. We need to flock together as Christians, as good people, people that are on a mission to make a difference in this world, dear Lord. And that's the great thing is that you didn't stop at sobriety. You didn't make us sober and be like, all right, thank you, see ya. You stayed in our lives. You gave us purpose. You gave us missions. Dear Lord, we don't deserve it, but you did it anyways, and I thank you for that. So dear Lord, I I ask and pray that others who are in the situations that we were, find that same path that we have. Find that same love. Find what they need to, dear Lord, in order to get away from the darkness that they were in and seek that light that is within you. Dear Lord, hopefully it is you in their life that brings them out of it, dear Lord. But if not, let it find something in their life, dear Lord, that allows them to see past the place that they're in and see the possibility of where they can go. Dear Lord, allow them to readjust their lives to where they can do things again sober. Let them realize that everything is possible, especially within you. But dear Lord, I wanna thank you for bringing people like Steve, Marcy, living into my life, to where we have become family. We're here for one another. We support one another. We encourage God with one another, dear Lord. And let us take what you have given us and push it out to the world. Let us tithe, dear Lord, in any way that we possibly can, whether it be telling our stories, our testimony, speaking to the random person, praying for them in a store. Dear Lord, let us put you first and foremost, the beginning of our day, the end of the day, and everything in between. Let us recognize that the great things in our life that are possible are because of you. Everything that we have is because of you. I was looking at something earlier in my room, Father, a sign that Livin put up Mm. that says, I look at the things that I have and I remember the day that you gave them to me. I I got that wrong, but it's similar to that, dear Lord. Let us never forget that everything that we have in this life is because of you. Everything that we're going to have in our life is because of you. And we're going to spend our lives and everything that we do to return that favor to pay you back, dear Lord, to pay those loved ones that stood by us during the hardest times of our lives and had faith in us, dear Lord, just like you had with us. Dear Lord, give us that same faith in others, that same patience in others that you've had with us so that we can help them through their hard times. Let us never judge anybody, dear Lord. Let us Never let us forget where we have come from in our past so that we never judge those people, dear Lord, that we have hope, that we are standing there next to them, that we're doing what we can to help them through you. Father, thank you. Thank you for everything you've given us. Thank you for everything that you're gonna give us. Thank you, dear Lord, for winning this war that we are in the midst of. Thank you for letting us know that we have a chance to get into heaven, dear Lord, that is because of you. Let us never forget these things. Let us always get down on our knees every day and thank you for the things that you've given us, the things you're gonna bring to us, and let us spend our time serving you, dear Lord. You have given purpose and meaning to our life beyond anything that I ever expected and my life is happier and more blessed than it ever has been, having known you, having getting past the the bad parts of my life, the evil, the drugs, and everything like that, dear Lord. And thank you for putting the people that are right here in front of us in this chat. The ones that are going to listen to this show later on, dear Lord, for listening, for not judging, for understanding that we're all on our missions. We are all sinners. We aren't righteous. We're trying to work towards that righteousness. We're trying to be as Christ-like as we possibly can, dear Lord. We're never going to meet those expectations, but we can try every day. And it all starts with thanking you for what we have and repenting, dear Lord, for what we have done wrong. Because we're going to make mistakes, dear Lord, but you love us enough to forgive us every day. And we love you more than we could ever say, dear Lord, with all of our hearts. We love you, Father, in Jesus Christ's name and our heavenly Father's name, we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Beautiful
1: prayer. Well, brother, amazing show, as always. I I it's so comfortable, man. It's like we didn't miss a beat. You know what I'm saying? Um. No. And and I and I look forward to to the new venture and to, to our our lives um starting next year. And knowing, not hoping, but knowing that we're going to have an impact. And, and it's not about, you know, helping 100 people, helping 200 people, helping 1000 people, it's about helping that one person. You know, what I'm saying that yeah. one person that needs to hear that one story that's going to change their lives, because I, I in one of my videos, I said this, I'm like, we, we want to help as many people as possible. But sometimes you may change one life, but that one life you change may be the one that changes this world you know what i'm saying and then reaches out to so many other people it's not about the numbers it's about the quality and you know like i said it's about helping that one soul and like i said man i'm sure that your story did that this evening for that one person that's out there maybe tomorrow brother but it was powerful um i was watching the chat man everybody absolutely loved the stories It, it was raw it was real And that's, you know, kind of where you were going with your show, man. And somebody literally used those words in in this chat tonight.
3: Nice. Well, I appreciate you both. And you guys are out there in the front lines daily and uh, it takes a lot. And I wish people would uh, uh, tune in more and appreciate what effort goes into doing what you guys do daily. We love it. We love the family.
1: You know, like I said, this is this is what it's all about, man. It's about. you know, like I said, because that's the one thing is that so many people are like, I want to help the people by doing the show and they don't stop for a moment to admit that those people that they're doing the show for are helping them as much, if not more than you're helping them. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a give and take. Exactly. But thanks again, brother. I I love you with all my heart, man. I'm blessed that we got a chance to come across and meet. And like I said, you'll be in my life for the rest of my life. And, uh, I'm just beyond grateful that we're going to get to to work together again.
3: Yep. Love you both. Uh, lifelong Love friends. You.
2: Absolutely. It was so good to see you too.
3: My BIA, my BIA and my SIA.
1: Exactly. S-I-A. For those of you who don't know, BIA, Brothers in Arms, SIA, Sister, Sister in Arms. In Arms. Livin, thank you so much. I know you didn't really get to talk to you tonight. No, no, no. I was just so excited to see him.
2: And
3: Well, never forget that that's Twinsy over there
2: sitting next to
1: you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yep, it's it's the Twinsy.
2: Yeah, we're the Twinsies. So if you hear me say Twinsy, because we are Twinsies.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) My brother-in-arms, my (laughs) Twinsy. Oh, yeah.
1: But... I want to thank everyone here yes. for joining us this evening for Kiltic the christ episode 471 patriot transition voice with steve longren did i do it right that, that hey, i you did it right. without the accent Longren. <laughs> i had to think about it. He leveled up. That's what, the name of, you of my mean? business he leveled up <laughs> all right perfect <laughs> but guys i love you all very very much and i am so thankful that you take a moment out of your night and the moment out of your day tomorrow the next day to listen to the show live mm-hmm. or listen to it published guys I am blessed that you have let us be part of your family. We both are. So thank you very much for everything that you do for this world, because you are all God loving people who love everyone and do what you can to help guys. It's not about judging. It's about unifying one another in the name of our heavenly father, but guys, thank you very much for joining us this evening. We will be off tomorrow because we've got some big projects to do around this house. We have to get them done in one day. We don't have a choice to do so, but, We will be back on sunday with flight work mary joining us for brothers sisters and And a bible Bible. and then uh next week we got a pretty full show too because we're gonna have um uh and devo on with us at some point next week we've got um dustin nemo's coming on this we've got douglas coming coming on yeah so we've got a full week coming up next week and i hope that you all can join us but like i said we will definitely be back on sunday in the meantime be safe Pray to God. I love you all. We will see you Sunday. And I leave you with this.
0: Oh, say can you see By the dawn's early light What so proudly we hailed At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red glare The bombs bursting
1: Have an absolutely beautiful rest of your evening. Have a wonderful day tomorrow. We will see you Sunday at 8 o'clock Eastern time for Brothers Sisters in a Bible with Flightworks Mary. But guys, in the meantime, remember this. There's no reason to fear. There's no reason to stress. There's no reason to have anxiety because we know how this ends, and that's God wins. So keep in prayer. Hold that line. Stick up for one another. Stand by one another. Help lift each other up when we are down. God will always have our back, and we just need to fulfill this mission while we're here on this earth. Go Gators for Purple Patriot. You know I love the Gators too. Guys, I love y'all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful weekend and God bless.